Hi, welcome to Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Powering You. I'm your host, Daryl Duvall, inviting you to see us weekly. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Android. Just a little information on Powering You. Powering You was founded in 2015 to aspire and to enlighten people who are on a personal journey. With that in mind, we decided to create a platform to share the stories of great people and the things that motivate them. In today's podcast, I'll be talking to one person who has made a difference in their community. She is accompanied by Mrs. Dion Sims, the Executive Director of United Unlimited Incorporated, which is a nonprofit organization that hosts the annual Juneteenth Fort Worth celebration. Ms. Opalee is a community activist and leader and is known as the grandmother of Juneteenth in Fort Worth, Texas. Ms. Lee was born on October the 7th of 1926, and before she knew it, she had become a highly sought social impact representative and has received and acknowledged support from numerous of entertaining personalities, athletes, political delegates across the country, mainly in support of her Oprah Walk to DC campaign to officially establish Juneteenth as a national observation holiday. Welcome, ladies. Miss Opal Lee, can you go into the let's, can you go into your background a little bit more? How how you got started and what and what the cause of the uh of Juneteenth? To tell you, Daryl, uh you said I was born Marshall, Texas, and we used to have Juneteenth celebrations there. And all I knew about was what a good time I had at the festival. When I came to Fort Worth, got grown started working with the Tarrant County Black Historical Society. Really? We started having Juneteenth celebrations at Sycamore Park, and we had 30,000 people in three days, 10,000 people a day. Boy, were we having a good time. Except the festival got rowdy. And so... We chose not to have liquor at the festivals anymore. And do you know I haven't been able to get that many people together again? But I keep trying, Daryl, because there are so many more components with Juneteenth than just the festival. And I'm hoping that Dion will tell you about some of them. But my pride and joy is the breakfast of prayer that starts before Juneteenth. And we're going to have it at Broadway Baptist Church uh, this time. You know, that being that the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise and the con of whatever you call it is okay, you know? And we're over that. We're going to have the breakfast of prayer. And of course, I love, I love a parade. But then somebody else is going to tell you about that stuff. So, um, so why is the history of Juneteenth important in today's world? It's important because there's so many people that don't know the meaning or the origin of Juneteenth. Now, do you want me to tell you about it, Daryl? Yes, yes, we got some time. We got some time. Okay, eighteen sixty-five. Uh, General Gordon Granger made his way to Galveston and gathered some people to tell them that slaves were free. Now, this is two and a half years after Lincoln's proclamation 
but it just got to Texas. And there wasn't that many people that he gathered together. So he nailed that order. It was general order number three to the door of Reading Chapel African Methodist Episcopal Church. And when the slaves came in and somebody read that to them, they started celebrating and we've been celebrating ever since. And it's especially, oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm so sure that everybody needs to know about Juneteenth because you know we celebrate 4th of July but slaves weren't free on the 4th of July. So I'm advocating actually having June from the 19th of June to the 4th of July. Now that would be a celebration. So my question to you is, you know, we, we have Black History Month. So can you kind of give me, I mean, I, I'm kind of getting a little bit of difference on the, the difference between Juneteenth and Black History um, so when we do try to make it a national holidays, even though they said we have February is our Black History Month, what when you have people who say, why should we have two national history months for black blacks? So, Daryl, let me take that one. OK, so Black History Month was um, has originated so that we could have a time to celebrate. Right. Uh, African-American heritage, black heritage. But when Lincoln issued the proclamation, which was on, um, it became effective January 1st of 1863. That's New Year's Day. New Year's Day, we're celebrating, you know, the beginning of the new year, not really paying attention to it. So when we come into um, February and we, you know, celebrating Lincoln's birthday, celebrating black history, um, we are, you know, acknowledging all the accomplishments and not to make light of that, grateful for that time, but no one is celebrating the milestone of the acknowledgement of the freeing of the slaves. Okay. So Juneteenth is celebrated in 46 other states as a state day of observance and some have it as a holiday on their calendars. And so all we're saying is, is if you're recognizing a milestone, do it on a date when folks are actually acknowledging it across the country and make it a national holiday. Again, not a paid holiday, um, but like President's Day, Flag Day, it's on the calendar and acknowledged as an important day. I mean, we've got St. Patrick's Day. We have Cinco de Mayo on the calendar. We're just asking for Juneteenth to be on there. But Again, not making light of the accomplishments, and we thank Woodrow um, for um, making sure that you know we had more than just a week because it was just a week. Now it is at least a month, right. but still having a single day that recognizes the milestone of the abolition of slavery. We all know that the Emancipation Proclamation didn't free all slaves across the U.S., just the ones in the South. But we can all celebrate the fact that freedom came at some point and that's a good day to do it so um so going back to making juneteenth a national holiday and how we can learn more about this you know y'all started the uh opal, opal walk is that correct opal's walk to dc uh-huh and when was that started 
You know, when was that done? When was that? Uh, uh, when did y'all start? I mean, when was that officially started up? It actually started, I believe, the very first of September in what, 2016. Okay. And the reason for it was because I felt like people my age, maybe younger, because I'm 93, shouldn't be just sitting twiddling our thumbs when we've got a whole lot to offer. And I felt like if we would get around, if a little old lady in tennis shoes started walking from Fort Worth, Texas to Washington, D.C., somebody would take notice. And they have. But not enough people for us to have this petition signed that has to go to Congress, needs 100,000 signatures. And I actually started walking two and a half miles in the morning and two and a half miles in the afternoon to symbolize that slaves didn't know for two and a half years that they were free when everybody else knew about it. So I got all the way past Dallas, Texas doing that. And then my team said, no, it's not going to be that way. Tell them why. Because we had uh, been um, promised a RV that was going to take her across country. And the sponsor of the RV um, kind of retracted the offer because he said that it was too political. <laughs> uh, and again, remember 2016 was the, uh, the summer, the fall for getting ready for the next election. Right. All right. And so he backed out, but that didn't stop her. So she was, you know, again, she was going to walk the full 1400. That was part of her plan uh, to do that. And so we had to change things because driving her to her stopping and starting points was getting to be a little much, right? <laughs> and so we would only go, I would only go where I was invited. And if I tell you I was invited all over these United States where they had Juneteenth celebration, I was. I went to Shreveport and Texarkana and Fort Smith and Little Rock and Denver and uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin Madison and M Milwaukee. I went south to Atlanta. Alabama, Selma. But Selma, I was all over the place. And I got to Washington on the 10th. So, no, let, let, on let, the 10th of January. When did you start the uh, actual walk? September 1st, 2016. And then when did you actually get to DC? She made it to DC. We made a stop in DC uh, January the 10th of 2017 after the election. Now I had asked President uh, Obama to walk with me from the Frederick Douglass house to the Capitol. Oh. Bless his soul, he was in Chicago. He was wrapping up his turn. Oh. But my Congressman, uh, Mark V.C., you know, got the press conference thing together and I was in the, oh, all over the place. But it was nice. I didn't get what I wanted. So I'm still doing it. I'm still going places where I'm invited. And I've been to Atlanta recently. And where else? I've been to Las Vegas recently. 
and I'm going when this cotton picking from virus thing is over to do it again, to make people aware that we need Juneteenth as a national holiday. And that can we restarted we restarted the walk this year in 19 um, with the uh, debate um, in Detroit and in Houston. Um, and then she's been, of course, she said to Vegas and uh, Atlanta. Uh, we were scheduled for Philly on the 24th of April, Kansas City on the 4th of April. But of course, those have been canceled. So um, we're making our way, you know, through the rest of the country. So you need to know that in Houston, I was able to give at least four of the candidates, not knowing which one was going to get to be president. But I did get my material to Joe Biden. I got my material to Warren. I got my material to the young Yang. Yang and I got my material to Sanders. Uh, who? Sanders as well. Uh, Kamala. Kamala. So, and when I was in Las Vegas, Joe Biden was there with the others for the debate. And he came to a gathering. And do you know, I must have caught one of his hands while he was shaking hands with the rest of them. He's not going to remember it, but I'm going to insist that he do. Uh, because if I got to get out and get votes for him, I expect him to make Juneteenth a national holiday. So in the time right now, and and let's just kind of go back, uh, COVID-19, and from you growing up, then, I mean, you're 93 years old. I mean, I have a grandmother that's 98 years old. I have an aunt, I believe it's 95. Um, and, um, and, you know, going back and listening and looking at, and I'm just going to be honest, have you ever experienced anything like this before? We had things that happened. We had polio where that was a great scare. We've had flu epidemics. We've had all kinds of stuff. Not to this degree, but we've had them. And I'm chasing because I've got to stay in the house. i got stuff to do. i got a farm. i got people that I need to feed. i got, what, 10? 10, 10, i got 20 clients that I take food to on the 1st and the 15th i got to get this stuff out to these people who can't get up and stand in line. And here I am. i got to stay in the house. It's, it's, it's disconcerting. And that kind of goes back to what I said uh, about how that affected your business, which you, you basically told me. You can ground it, and you can't do this and that. What is the, the celebration, the Juneteenth? I mean... I mean, everything is being canceled. I mean, it's like, I mean, we're just like, we're learning how to live. We totally different way. Staying in the house, walking, you know, exercising, but we're just grounded. And I mean, us young people have never, never seen anything like this. Most of us are going crazy. We're working in the house all day, but. Daryl, I'm telling my grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, my mothers, and others that we 
have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of the others. And so I'm doing a walking regime right here in my house. I walk around my house 30 minutes. Takes me 10 laps to go around this place. I got to get the exercise in so I can be ready when this con whatever it is, is over with, you know? And I'm saying that to the rest of us. We need to look after ourselves, take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. You understand that? Yes, I do. And so, uh, so at, at this point, your goals for this year, obviously when this is over with, we pray this situation is, you know, I mean, really we need another month to basically get this. And then hopefully in the summertime, we'll try to go back. But what is your what is your goals? And I kind of go back to the area and Dion, since you all are over this, of kind of have y'all already put a plan in action where once this says, oh, we can go back outside and start doing stuff, you got you have plan in action for the uh for the uh for the rest of the year. So um Juneteenth, again, being in June, we've got right the government, you know, kind of shelter in place till the end of May and the uh, end of April, and then they're gonna reassess it. We kind of figure they're going to send it into May, right? So what we're doing is we're trying to make sure that Juneteenth stays relevant and before the people. And even if we aren't able to do our physical um, festivals and our physical um, parades and things, we're coming up with virtual um, acknowledgements of Juneteenth and we're establishing like uh, the breakfast of prayer, which is her heart which kicks off our things for Juneteenth, that we can do streaming, right? So we can still go to the church and as long as we stay within the mandates of not more than 10 people, we can still have a breakfast of prayer for Juneteenth and stream it out to uh, the world, right? To anybody that will, will tune in. So we're gonna do that. We have our Juneteenth flag raising and we are a part of the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation. Um, and all of the state directors and all of the folks that hold Juneteenth, we, we come together. And so we've set June 1st as our Juneteenth flag raising day. And we're gonna be doing that all across the country. And so we're working with that organization so that we can do a simulcast so that you know we, each of us are streaming our Juneteenth flag raising, again, staying within the uh, mandates of you know how many people can be there, but it can still be streamed. Um, we're also working for um, instead of doing our uh, usual festival, uh, which would bring people together, uh, we're going to do an Opal's Walk in Fort Worth and have a procession. So instead of it being a parade, we're going to invite folks to be in their cars, right? Social distancing, and have a parade of procession of people following her. She will be doing her walk, but I, I mean, I can just see the cars lining the street for a mile, just following behind this 93 year old lady that's doing what she can for the cause that she believes in to motivate folks to say, hey, we don't have to be, you know, locked down and, you know, unable to do, but we're still abiding by the laws of the land, right? So, and that will be streamed and that will be broadcast. And then we're also working with uh, Greg Ellis, who is um, 
um, has written a couple of plays about Juneteenth. I don't know if you know about it. I'll send you a link about it. Um, he's from, uh, of course, former Dallas Cowboy. And so he has a play about Juneteenth and watch night. And so he and Miss Opal are going to do something talking about the um, impacts of uh, slavery and Juneteenth for freedom with today's society, um, benefiting, again, her walk as a national campaign. So we've got a couple of things that are um, that we're going to do virtually um, and using the technology to get folks engaged and involved uh, and helping them drive uh, signing the petition um, so that we can get those 100,000 signatures. And so right now, how many... I mean, I hate that. How many signatures are you away from the hundred thousand? Is it just ninety-five thousand? <laughs> oh, you got so you need about ninety-five thousand more. We need ninety-five thousand. So, so we're still. Is this something that that's 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 on the campaign that, trail? Signatures started over every year. Let's just say if you did. Go ahead. No. Okay. It doesn't. So the the uh, the um, the petition is on change.org, but we started it. Um, in the fall of this year, of, of 2019. So we've not had the PR, you know, around getting it uh, to the national masses, which I believe now uh, with everything being social and streaming, folks are now paying attention. And so when we uh, get to June, folks will be really paying attention. Cause you know, when you say Juneteenth, folks just naturally only think about it in the summertime. So uh, we've been, you know, doing everything kind of leading up to it. So that when we get to June, folks will be mindful of it and will, you know, act on it because now we're in the month of June. And they only think festival, and there's so much more to Juneteenth than the cotton picking festival. <laughs> We've got educational components up the yang yang, and you need to know about them, Daryl. So uh, one of the things that's um, that's been harder uh, to put virtual is our empowering you. And that's the component that uh, brings together health fair, financial fair, job fair, college fair uh, in a single event. And it's called it's kind of like the name of your podcast, uh, Empowering You. And so we want to we bring together um, all of these entities uh, for a day um, so that people can have access to information, because when the slaves were told they were free. OK, it's like, so what do I do now? All right. So knowledge is power. They had to make decisions for their future. But what information was available to them? I mean, a lot of them said, hey, I'm leaving. A lot of them said I'm staying. Right. But they had to make decisions based on the information that they have. And our goal for empowering you is to make sure folks have access to information, have access to resources. And so that's been the one component that um, isn't as easy to virtualize, but we are coming up with uh, partnering um, with others to do a, a simulcast of being able to put out the information that we would have gathered from those agencies um, into a virtual um, a virtual um, fair, you know, online. And so I was on a, a, a call about that today. So we are trying to make sure that all the components of our Juneteenth celebration are um, available. Um, because people need that. The education component can't be lost. Um, and, and that's, you know, again, one of, as you can see, she's very passionate about. <laughs> and young people, our Juneteenth, um, the girls. The pageant? The pageant. 
nobody needs to not see the pageant. And the young ladies who are tall and trained, I, I, the pageant is so beautiful. I, I'm just so I sure hope that we can simulcast it or whatever cast you do. So again, working through working through trying to, to find ways to make sure all the components are covered. So we, we do all of those um things as a part of our Juneteenth. So I gotta tell you about this, Daryl. Yeah. We the art, we had a committee chair give the children in the public school 12 freedoms Daddy. freedoms that the uh, slaves had showed the taught them those 12 freedoms and the children took their art we had 800 youngsters who did materials and and did drawings about those 12 freedoms and 300 of them were juried we can't let that art component down, and we want to include private schools and Catholic schools and all kinds of schools if they ever get back to letting the children learn. Yeah, that's uh, another. Uh, that's a, another situation. <laughs> that's the next one. I think homeschooling is not what that is. I, I take my hat off to people that do homeschooling as as a choice. Uh, but I tell you what, sending the kids to school is definitely a um, um, is definitely something to our teachers us are not paid enough to do that job. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want you to I'm know that. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I, I want you to know at 93 that all the uh, everybody tells me I got lots of energy and. I want to use this energy as long as I can to make people aware that we have something to offer. We have got to keep helping our young people. This is what keeps me going. I got a family. Ooh, I got a huge family. My grandfather and my grandmother had 19 children and then they raised some of the grands. And they taught us so many things, but staying together and helping your family and helping others was part of it. And it must be in my DNA because I ain't giving up and I'm hoping people my age and a bit younger will get busy and know that they've got something that they can pass on to these youngsters, whether they want it or not. They need to be told so they don't have to make the cotton-picking mistakes we made, believing in people when they say they were going to do something and they never did. Don't get me on my soapbox. Hey, that, that, you're talking about what's, uh, you're talking about the last four years, right? Ooh, do, I, do I have oh, to discuss no, that know, at all? That's a, that's a just, just know, just know that even at this age, I am a precinct chair. I got 300 some odd people in my precinct and I'm gonna be knocking door to door on the phone or on the something to get every one of them to the poll. They got to go vote. They, unless they don't wanna hear from me afterwards. 
and everybody else, I'm saying in this, you better get up and go vote. You sat at home before, and look what we've got. Just because you didn't go to the poll, and we're not going to let it happen again. Hey, we don't want to be in the same situation again, you know. How can you reach Miss Opal or be involved in the Juneteenth celebration? Um, you can do that several different ways. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at June, J-U-N-E-T-E-E-N-T-H-F-T-W. Please follow us and donate. Also, you can uh, reach our website at www.juneteenthftw.com. And ladies, it was a pleasure speaking to you all and sharing these minutes with our audience. That's all for today. I'm Daryl Duvall, your host. Thanks for listening to Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Powering You. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at poweringyou.com. Take care and come back next week. Hi, welcome to Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Powering You. I'm your host, Daryl Duvall, inviting you to see us weekly. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple. Just a little information on Powering You. Powering You was founded in 2015 to inspire and to people who are on a personal journey. With that in mind, we decided to create a platform to share the stories of great athletes and the things that motivate them. When it comes to motivation, athletes have to be trained to push themselves to another level. Leaders are trained to find out what motivates a team and personal motivations drive individuals. In today's podcast, titled Road to the NFL Draft. I will be interviewing a, uh, a potential NFL draft pick, Tracy James, running back from Abilene Christian University. And he's also from Dallas, Texas.